Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Bottom of this hour will be Doug Adler from Raymond James & Associates. Going to talk about the economy. Going to talk about quantita- uh, quantitative easing, which is printing a bunch more money. Why do they keep on doing that? Raising the interest rate. Why does that affect the, the inflation rate? Um, and where are we economically? Are we close to where we were in 08 and 09, around that time? We'll find out from Doug at the bottom of the hour. We've got Cray News with Kay on a Monday as well. That'll be next hour. There's a lot going on. There's a lot that I want to get to, including that mall shooting in Indiana and also a story out of Houston. It is uh, the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you along for the ride on your Monday. Uh-huh. Motown Monday. Chocolate Boys, how you doing? Talk the voice, how we doing? I don't know. Polo, how you doing? Okay. He's making it happen is what he's doing. Monica in the house, getting it done. Chocolate voice, we back or not? You may think you're talking, but you're not. I'd go ahead and reconnect that sucker if you don't mind, Carrie. Do appreciate you. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Lots going on, lots to get to, as I said. And uh, we definitely want to talk about this mall shooting in Indiana. It appeared as though a, a, um, a good, not appeared as though, a bad guy hung out at the mall waited for the prime time to go start shooting people, and a good guy with a gun. And to their credit, I checked CNN today. I did not check other networks. To their credit, they do mention that um, a concealed carry guy took a gun out and, and killed the guy. I know that they probably didn't want to mention it, to be honest. They probably did not want to make that happen. But uh, we've got that story coming up. I hope that uh, everybody's reporting it correctly. So I think that the... The intent of the left media would be to hide the fact that a good guy with a gun stopped him. And that sucks. But uh, I I think that that would be their knee jerk, to be honest. Uh, Carrie, we got you or not? Okay, we cannot hear you. I know that you're saying things, but we can't. So we will move past and uh, we'll get that rehooked up as soon as we can. Meantime, the people have to hear my lame voice reading these stories. And uh, the people go, no, please, give us Carrie Lockie. We love her voice. Whatever. We do the, We do what we can. So this is out of uh, Indiana. This is from Fox News, uh, written by Stephanie Pagonis. Could be Pagonis, could be Pagonis, I'm not sure. Carrie would have said it better. But here's the story. Indiana mall shooter waited in food court bathroom for over an hour. Victims include married couple. Greenwood Park Mall shooting victims include a married couple and a 12-year-old girl, according to police. 
The gunman who opened fire in an Indiana mall on Sunday evening was a 20-year-old man who brought two firearms to the building and waited inside a bathroom for more than an hour before fatally shooting three people, including a married couple and wounding two more officials, said. The alleged shooter, 20, was inside a bathroom near the food court of the Greenwood Park Mall for about an hour and two minutes before he entered the dining area and fired his six-hour firearm. He was neutralized within two minutes, but not before he was able to shoot five people, including a 12-year-old who survived and three people who were killed, Greenwood Police um, Department Chief Jim Eisen said Monday. The most puzzling piece of the puzzle is the fact that he was in a restroom for an hour and two minutes. We believe he was getting ready. Two people, including the gunman, were pronounced dead at the scene. Two others were transported to an uh, Indianapolis hospital but could not be saved. The deceased victims have been identified as Pedro Pineda, his wife Rosa Marianne Rivera de Pineda, and Victor Gomez. Officials have said they believe the alleged shooter walked in the mall with two guns, one of which had been deconstructed in his backpack. The alleged shooter was wearing a waistband holster with uh, several magazines. He also had a backpack and was carrying a second firearm, a rifle that was broken down, which he left in the bathroom, and several rounds of ammunition. Investigators determined that the alleged shooter purchased the Sig Sauer on March 8th, 2022 in Greenwood. The shooter entered the mall doorway. Okay, I don't have to get into all that. Um... Sick that you can't go to the shopping mall and not worry about a bad guy doing a bad thing. But even Fox News is minimizing the fact that a good guy with a gun took him out. And that bothers me because I'm not sure why they're doing it. Don't. Just go ahead and report what happened. And what happened was a good guy with a gun killed the bad guy. This is a vital piece of information. The hero, name is Elijah Dickin. Elijah Dickin. You should thank this guy. I mean, we're not going to personally thank the guy. But here's a guy that said, I'm not going to stand here. This guy kills more people. Guy had, it sounds like a handgun, then he had a rifle much more ammunition, was ready to kill tons of people. Makes me sick that he killed anybody. Makes me sick. Good guy takes out the gun. He could have run away. He could have jumped in the car and went home. Instead, he stayed. Killed the bad guy. Saved lives. Why isn't that important? It is. That should have been the headline of the story. Good guy with gun kills murderer in Indianapolis Mall or Indiana Mall. Why isn't that the headline? Hero shooter takes out bad guy. And that's a headline. But even Fox News's condition, it appears, to not be bold and, and direct. Indiana Mall shooter waited in food court bathroom for over an hour. Victims include married couple. The subheadline: Greenwood Park Mall shooting victims include a married couple and a 12-year-old girl, police said. Really? Those are the headlines? Bad guy dead, good guy with gun saves lives. That's a headline. Because that's what happened. How many more people would have died? None should have. 
We'll find out in the coming days, hey, he was a nice kid, he was a loner, he was quiet, he was bullied. You hear all sorts of crap in the coming days. But I said this before and I'll say it again. And this is really important. Really let this sink in. I don't care why they're doing it. I care that they die before they can. So he shows up. First of all, we'll find out how he got the gun. Find out if he's on any medication. We'll find out. Because you look at this guy's face. I've seen the, 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 the driver's license photo or something of this dead guy, of the bad guy. And he's got the same glazed over horrible look as the guy from Sandy Hook. The same glazed over horrible look as the guy from, from Uvalde. You're looking at this guy, you're going, what the hell's going on? How does he have these guns and why is he able to walk in and kill anybody? A good guy with a gun doesn't matter. At that moment, how he got the guns, why he's intending to do it, what matters at that moment is very simple. Can you kill him before he can kill anybody who's innocent sitting there in the mall? And again, thank goodness for the good guy with a gun. He was able to react and not wait for first responders. He was the first reactor. I mean, I don't know how you walk into a mall and not set set off all sorts of metal detection and everything else. Got a backpack with gun parts and ammunition. But without a doubt... The media has been beaten into a, into a pulp, into only saying, like what they did here, big long-ass headline, Indiana mall shooter waited in food court bathroom over an hour. Victims include married couple. Nothing about why he's dead. So you scroll all the way down. This This is just further bolstering my argument that I give you every single time. Why is everybody at the Capitol safe? Good guys with guns. Why is the president safe? Good guys with guns. Why is the vice president safe? Good guys with guns. Why are millionaires safe? Good guys with guns. Why are people like Cori Bush, who has her own private security details to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars, why is she safe? Good guys with guns. The headline should be, good guy with gun kills murderer. Argue with me if you think I'm wrong. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Coming right back. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. So most people who've got a brain know that the good guy with the gun killed the bad guy with the gun in Indiana. We know that. But many people don't have time to stop and, and not that they don't have a brain, but they don't have time to stop and look it up and, and go, you know, kick stuff around and be skeptical and ask more questions and look up other stuff. If you go to the Fox News story, you're not going to find out for several paragraphs in that it was a good guy with a gun that got him. There's nothing in the headline about it. There's nothing in the subheadline about it. That doesn't make any sense. And I'm not here to make this guy, you know, a big star. I'm not saying hold him up on high. What I'm saying is report the facts. And yes, this guy is a hero. How many people were at that mall? How many rounds did the guy have, the bad guy? Good guy takes him out. That's the right thing. That's the right thing to do. A little bit surprised that Fox News did not put that in the headline. That doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. 
And, and how does somebody get in with a bunch of gun parts? And uh, let me go out on a limb here. Carrie, do me a favor. We do have Carrie back. Carrie, do me a favor and see if you can go online and see if you can find in your resources um, whether this was a no-gun zone. I'll bet it was a no-gun zone this, this mall. All right, let me check. Thank you. And the reason why I bring that up is simple. Somebody bet somebody's going to be stupid and say, well, there's no gun zone. He shouldn't have had a gun there. Because we know the bad guy showed up with the gun. Because bad people who look to kill people don't care that your rule is no guns in, in the mall. But the good guy's there, and thankfully he's concealed carrying. And in Indiana, I believe they've got constitutional carry. And thank God. Because he saves lives. Anything popping up at you? Still looking. Because still looking. I'm betting some idiot will say it was a gun-free zone. Or uh, okay. if we can find a picture outside, it might show. Go ahead. Uh, I'm from one source. It says um, they have focused on the fact that Grim, Greenwood Park Mall bans weapons on its property, uh, which means both mass murder and illegal gun owner were in violation of that policy. There you go. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to put it right out there. I knew somebody would mention it in some stupid news story because they think that's important. Not important that the good guy killed the bad guy. That's not important. The important part is they both violated the law. Come on, man. That, that's just so stupid. It makes my whole existence hurt, to be honest. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Definitely want to hear from you. Let me go to Tom in Michigan. Tom, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Living the dream, man. What's happening? Well, I just wanted to call in. My family and I just, um, there's five of us, and we all just went and got our concealed carry last weekend. And I guess it's until something happens like this to the the people at Fox News or somebody that they love or care about, they're going to complain about it. Until somebody like that has a concealed carry, they, they teach you, they teach you what your obligations are. And if you have a gun and you see that happening, I mean, Larry, the instructor, he's like, you, you take them out. And, yes. and that, that until something like that happens, they're not going to, they're not going to come around and, and it's just more and more shootings. It seems like they're just going to, it's just going to get worse. It just tells me that the news media, and thanks, Tom, I appreciate you. The news media is not telling the truth because one can only assume that they're in the same or on the same side in the same tent as those who want to ban AR this or Baba da that. Um, no. No, thank God a good guy with a gun. Because if you banned all good people from having guns, which you can't do from the Second Amendment, but they're, they're going to keep trying. If you could do that, only the bad guy who hid in the bathroom for an hour would have had a gun that day. Really let that sink in. Only that guy would have had a gun that day to do what he did. And the good guy would not have been there. The strictest no-gun zones, no-gun cities or municipalities in this country have high crime, huge crime numbers because the good guys aren't allowed to carry. The good guys aren't allowed to defend themselves. The bad guys are out killing each other and killing themselves in their own gangs or rival gangs, drug deals, whatever. Think about this. In Beverly Hills, California, Carrie, you see the story? I don't think you sent this to me. You might have. But uh, it, it turns out $500,000 in goods were stolen from a store in broad daylight in Beverly Hills, California. I did not hear that. It doesn't surprise me, but I had not heard that story. 
$500,000 worth of stuff stolen as the person who's taking video of these people, not even hiding their faces, stealing it, is saying, great, thanks, have a nice day, thanks, thanks a lot for doing this, thanks, having a, like, being really sarcastic, because they can't have anybody there with a gun, that you can't hardly get a gun in that part of, uh, of California, you've got an idiot Gavin Newsom where this is happening who looks like he's running for governor, this is what we're talking about. And at some point, we have to start saying good guys with guns can do good things to stop the bad guys and start to bring down the crime numbers because the police certainly aren't allowed to do it. Kerry, if you don't mind, give me the story of the of the Houston cop because the, this, I think, goes hand in hand. Uh, from the blaze, a Houston cop's being lauded as a hero for thwarting a possible mass shooting at a Texas mall. Uh, the worrisome incident took place in February, but Houston Police Sergeant Kendrick Sempo is just now speaking about how he may have prevented a massacre. On February the 5th, Sempo was working an extra job at the Galleria Mall in Houston's Uptown District when he received a call about a man wielding a rifle near the Macy's retail store. A Sempo and a security guard rushed towards Macy's, but along the way, there was a dance competition inside the mall with hundreds of children and adults. Now, the crowd was only a few hundred feet away from Macy's. I did know there was a dance competition with little kids going on at the Weston Ballroom, so I did not pull my weapon out because they didn't want to be running towards the Macy's area, which is past the balloon area, with the gun out and startle anyone, Simpo told KTRK-TV. Simpo 41 scanned them all and identified the suspect, later identified as Guido Herrera, the suspect was armed with a rifle in one hand, a Bible in the other, and wearing a shirt with a Punisher logo along with a leather mask with spikes. I knew if a person did have a rifle and they were inside the mall, I was pretty much outnumbered because all I had was a handgun at the time, he said. My handgun and his rifle, I was already at a disadvantage. A simpo who has worked off-duty security jobs at the mall for nearly a decade fearlessly engaged the suspect. I could possibly be shot and it was going to hurt, but that's when the fight or flight kicked in. I decided to fight, Simpo told the Houston Chronicle. I quickly bum-rushed, tackled him, and my first reaction was to make sure that I get a hold of the rifle. No matter what I grabbed, make sure I grabbed the rifle, Simpo explained. I had in my mind I was going to get shot. I just had to bear the pain. I knew it was going to hurt, and I was like, whatever I do, I cannot let go of this rifle. Asimpo overpowered Adetta and forced the rifle upwards to prevent anyone from being shot. Others helped pin down Adetta, and he was arrested without a single gunshot being fired. I mean, you're talking about good guys with guns saving lives. You're talking about good people out there in the community saving lives from bad people that would do bad things. Why, why do we have to have the argument? It's kind of dumb. To argue about this, it is a no-brainer at this point. Steve in Alabama, less than a minute. Go. Yes, I was just wanting to call. They can say all they want to in their gun-free zone signs and all this stuff and, and make all the laws they want, but you cannot legislate morality. True. It's true. So how do we get, how do we oh, get our morals back? I named back? my cat Sparky because it kept doing stupid stuff. Okay, good stuff. He named his cat Sparky. Carrie, I mean, did that? Uh, he named his cat Sparky. It turns out. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Is that is that anything? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Uh, all right, eight 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 nine four one Pags. Eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. JoePags.com. We come back. It's gonna be Doug Adler. Our economy is in the toilet. The stock market is not doing great. Um, is this the same as oh seven oh eight or oh eight oh nine? Are we going to go through the same exact things? What is the Fed? Why does it even exist? Why do we go off the gold standard? We ask him a ton of questions in a small amount of time. Make sure you stick around for that. 888-941-PAGS. 
JoePags.com. Again, if you're on Instagram, go follow me there now. That's where my come on videos are. I did three today. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It was great to have this guy back. He is uh, Doug Adler, Senior Vice President of Investments and Managing Director at Adler Wealth Management of, of Raymond James. Doug, good to talk to you, man. How are you? Hey, Joe. My pleasure. Uh, doing well. Thank you very much. Are you in the Great Lakes State right now? I'm actually down uh, in the great uh, city of Atlanta, Georgia today. Nice. Yeah, I was up in uh, Michigan a couple of weeks ago. Uh, really good time. Got to chill out a little bit out, out by the lake. Very nice there. I, I think the governor's nuts, but very, very nice there. And hopefully she's going to be uh, one and done. Doug, I had to get you on the line. We have to talk about what's happening with the economy. Um, and, and it just seems like there was a perfect storm that was potentially caused by the administration that came in and did a bunch of executive orders on day one. So let me start with something pretty simple for a guy like you. And you and I have known each other, I don't know, 25 plus years now. Um, I tried to explain inflation the other day on my show, and I think you did a pretty good job with it. But I don't think I can do as good a job as you can. So let's just start with a very simple, generic thing. Doug, what is inflation? Why is it so high? 9.1, 13 point something for wholesale inflation. What does all that mean? Yeah, it's pretty simple, Joe. It's um, how I would how you get into an inflationary issue or problem, which is rising prices, is there's just simply more demand than there is supply. Right. And as we all know, with COVID, you heard this incessantly, supply chain disruptions. On top of that, I think this is maybe what you're alluding to with respect to government policy, made it uh, a little bit more difficult in the energy field. And we're seeing some of that now in production, more difficult. Right. And then in addition to that, we gave away a lot of money, right? The U.S. government uh, sent a lot of folks checks, and we just simply had too much demand chasing a limited number of goods. And then, voila, inflation shows up, and there's the 9.1 you were talking about, 9.1%. Right, and and that's a very good explanation. And when it comes to gas prices, I think that's first and foremost for people who are watching and listening. But what about baby food and baby formula? And we don't have enough of that. And and beef prices are twice or 50% higher than they were not very long ago. It seems as though everything is going up. So when a huge commodity that is used so much as oil and gas goes up that much does everything else go up exponentially because they all in some form or fashion rely on that well absolutely with energy the tentacles of which are exceptionally broad yeah. right you go into the grocery store and you you maybe pick up uh, some rubber made uh, storage right the plastic yeah tupperware stuff well it's made out of petroleum right right put new tires on your car well Rubber's made out of petroleum, so you could go down the list, uh, and yeah, it's pervasive. And, and I, I do think this is important. I miss this, but a nine percent inflation rate—that's year-over-year price change. Yeah, think about that. I mean, that is really significant. That things cost, on average, let's just round up ten percent more. Some things a lot more than ten percent than a year ago. Well, are your wages doing that? 
No. What is your, what about your portfolio in a down stock market year like this? Right. right. Um, so it's it's really a, a, a bad thing. So you're losing two or three times, you know, the money because my 401k certainly is taking a hit. Stock market isn't doing great. Uh, you've got all these petroleum products that, that make things that people like sunglasses are made with petroleum uh, products. People don't even realize that. Plus, you've got to use the trucks to haul the stuff to the stores, which is costing a lot more money to fill up the tank. So it's all going to trickle down in, in a horrible way. So when we look at all of this, I had a guy ask me the other day, which I thought was a great question. Why then does, does the government tend to, in times like this, print more money? Printing more money doesn't make the money in my pocket worth more. It makes it worth less. I mean, when we have more money floating around, Doug, doesn't that make inflation look even worse than it is? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely does. I mean, that's kind of the definition is too much money chasing too few of goods. Yes. Um, for sure. Right. Um, now well, well, why, why, why do we from time to time, if you don't mind, why do we, because you and I talked about no. QE2 when it happened years ago. Um, why why yeah. are they continuing to print money when there's nothing behind it? We're not in the gold standard anymore. We have nothing that's sort of collateral at all. They're just printing a bunch of money. Why? <laughs> well, it's a good question at this point to ask that, yeah. the why. And the Federal Reserve is trying to get away from that uh, at this point. But certainly they went too long uh, with easy money, to your point. Yeah. And why do they do that when we're not on the gold standard? Because they can. Well, that's um, it. There that's... you go. All right, have a good day, Doug. I'm with you, and I get that. They can, but was that a move to keep in, to keep interest levels low? And, and I know that interest rates have go, are going up now. Is that a good thing? Why do interest rates going up, why does that somehow positively affect the the inflation rate? I'm confused about how they're tied. Yeah, well, let's talk, let's, let's just talk about the money supply real quick. So uh, I think from coming out of 08 and 09, that was the financial crisis, as we all know. Yes. And the, the government's early position in the crisis was it's not our place to step in. Uh, they finally did acquiesce to the markets, and they did. This is when we got into the QE one, two, and three discussion, right. quantitative easing, right. uh, that happened back then. So now COVID happens, and I think they learned from that experience, and they determined that to come hard and fast with support for the economic system was the best move, and that's what they did. The problem, I think, like always, is the government tends to be too slow or too late. In this case, they were pretty quick, but they were pretty slow to pull it away. And uh, we, what was it? I think it was September of uh, last year, was 2021, when there were, what, 11, 12 million help wanted signs out. Right. We were still giving away excess unemployment benefits. Right. 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 So slow to take it away. Um, Why higher interest rates can be better for, for inflation is it's, that is designed to slow down demand. Okay. And, you know, that's happening. We're starting to see that. So inflation, while the headline number last week was high, if you look at commodities, um, in Texas, you probably keep a close eye on crude oil. West Texas crude right. was, what, 122 and change, and it's, you know, around 100 today. So that's a pretty big correction. Lumber has come down 50% plus since March. Now we're seeing agriculture like corn and soybeans and wheat. That's come down 20 to 30 percent. Uh, you know, these are round numbers. That's happened with copper and aluminum. So we're shipping rates. All these things are starting to ease. And I think it's probably not so much of what the Federal Reserve is doing, 
but probably in terms of policy specifically, but maybe some of the conversation about inflation and recession, and then just simply high prices, right? As consumers, you may have been looking at a new home, but interest rates started to go up, prices went up 10, 15, 20%, and people just start to pull back. And I think we're just seeing the natural economic cycle start to filter through now. It's Doug Adler, Senior Vice President of Investments and Managing Director at, uh, at Adler Wealth Management of Raymond James. Go to DougAdler.com, D-O-U-G-A-D-L-E-R.com. Go there and check out more uh, about Doug. Uh, I'm going to ask you a complicated question, and I want you to simplify it for the dumb guy. You know that I'm dumb. Um, when it comes to this, you know, when you ask me about the stock market, what do, what do I call it? A casino, a slot machine. Um, I do have a 401k, plus I've got small business investments, as you know, uh, and Doug and I do do business yes. together. Um, having said that, I don't know the, the, the idiosyncrasies of why we need a Federal Reserve. What the, the beep is the Federal Reserve, and why do we need it? Because it's some non-governmental um, entity that decides almost everything fiscally for us, which, which is confusing to me. I'm kind of a dumb guy. Fill me in. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a deep question to answer in 30 seconds. I got you. Um, yeah, I think I would probably answer that. All, every government entity has uh, been developed over the years with good intentions. Right. Right. And had, had the Federal Reserve stick to policy of years ago, 1913, I believe, is when the Fed was uh, consummated, we would be in a different position. I think before the call, you and I talked briefly about the gold standard yes. going out the door yeah. in, in the 70s. Um, and, and I think that's just, I hate to say it this way when it comes to the dollar, but I think that's just politics, right? It became easier to print money. It, came, it was easier to, to do that, obviously, after you go off of the gold standard. Right. And it's just become something on steroids now, right? Uh, just like spending. I think even if you're a progressive that likes government, you know deep down in your heart that, that, we're, that we're broke as a country. But well, yet, we're, we're, Doug, we're more than go? broke. I mean, the debt, the debt we have, we, we can't pay that back. If, if, we, if we really, really wanted to, we couldn't pay it back just on the interest alone. So we're more than broke. We go away from the gold standard, which actually backed up every dollar we were printing, and now we just do anything we want. You and I can't do that privately. I can't go and tell my bank, screw you. I know that I'm $15,000 in debt, but you've got to give me a car loan anyway. It just doesn't work that way. Why does it work on a governmental level? And is that, is that the mechanism of the Fed going from maybe it was a good idea at first to, okay, this doesn't make any sense now? Well, I, you know, so all these things have two sides, right? And yeah. there is value in, in having uh, um, a central bank to be to be able to uh, expand the credit base in times of um, challenging economic or an event, some stress to the system. So there is benefit in that. It'd be like this: if you're, uh, let's say, you're a real estate developer, yeah, uh, or no, we use oil actually. Sure. So you're in the oil and gas business, <clears throat> and crude oil goes from 122 to 100 to 50 to 20 bucks a barrel. Yeah. Some people in that business are going to go out of business. Yes. If you're a good operator, though, it wouldn't be nice to be able to expand your balance sheet by borrowing from a bank, let's say, to go out and buy those distressed assets. And the answer is, most likely, absolutely, that yeah. would be a good thing. Right. And, and so if you go back to COVID or the banking crisis in 08 and 09, it was helpful for sure for the system, for the Federal Reserve to be able to crank out uh, the money supply. 
because that was taken up by the economy, and we got out of it much quicker, just like we did in 08 and 09 relative to a lot of our global competitors. So there is value in that. The problem is it's kind of like going to the cocktail party. Um, we tend to stick around till 2 in the morning instead of getting out of there at around 8 or 9 <laughs> o'clock at night. Right. It's a really good comparison, yeah. especially the oil comparison, because it was some years ago, and it might not be this number now, but I know that here in South Texas, the fracking, you had to get $55 a barrel to be able to afford to get out of the ground, to be able to afford to just do the mechanisms that you need to do to get that, that petroleum or that fossil fuel out of the shale. So, so yeah, I, I hear you. If it goes down to $20 a barrel, they can't afford to take it out of the ground. So I'm with you. That, that makes a lot of sense. But you're right. We should have left the party a long time ago and maybe gone home and watched some TV. Because at some point, it becomes overwhelming. And now the economy trying to correct it, it it's, it's going to be very difficult to do. Let, let me ask you a really loaded question. It's Doug Adler, Senior Vice President of Investments and Managing Director at Adler Wealth Management of Raymond James. Go to DougAdler.com. DougAdler.com. Great guy. Incredible knowledge. So, so he, here's a crazy question. Let's say somebody showed up today at your office, say, Doug, here's the button, fix it. Is there something we can do today to start fixing the deficit spending, the unbelievable debt, the, the, the crisis where we don't have enough workers to go and fill the jobs that are still open? Is there one thing that, you, you know, if you tweak this one thing, it might really crank the economy up. Is there something? Well, yeah, for sure. I, you know, you asked, you know, what does the Federal Reserve do? And I said, well, that's a that's a long that's a long answer. Yeah. Um, but simplistically, what do they do? Right? They set interest rate policy and they control, uh, you know, money supply. Well, in doing so, what they've done, in my view, um, some would disagree with this, but let's just go back to '08 and '09, all the way to where we are today is um, there's a thing in capitalism we talk about historically in, in the lecture halls, which was cre- creative destruction. Right? Yeah. And we've limped along, or we've helped limp along, poor businesses through very low interest rate policy, through easy-to-access capital. And when you do that, you don't get creative destruction. Yeah. And so what's happened is we've not let anybody fail. And that's a problem. Uh, there's no question about it. So that creates an economy that doesn't operate as efficiently as it is, as it should. The strongest hands uh, are muddied with the weak hands, as opposed to the strong hands being what's left. Yeah. And and all of this just kind of compounds negatively, and it creates this kind of overhang uh, on the system that slows it down and makes it less productive. There's just no doubt about that. It's almost the same thing uh, as with the subprime mortgages. The subprime mortgages, we were giving people mortgages that just didn't have the credit rating, didn't have the income, they couldn't pay it. Uh, we would give them a, two, a two-year fix and the variable rate would hit. They'd all be foreclosed on and it ruined the market. That's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's a great point, Joe. That's exactly right. Right. So there were most of the hands in mortgages were strong. You could have went upside down. Joe Peggs could have went upside down in terms of the value, market value in 09 relative to his mortgage, but right. Joe wasn't inclined to sell it, right? Because right? he was a strong hand. The weekends blew the whole thing up. Uh, Doug, I really appreciate it. It's Doug Adler, Senior Vice President of Investments and Managing Editor or Managing Director at Adler Wealth Management of Raymond James. Go to DougAdler.com. Doug, uh, last question, short answer if you don't mind. Um, I'm not asking specific stocks. But is it a good time to take a look at the stock market if you haven't been in? It's lost a lot of its traction. Does that mean that it's got to bounce back? Do you stay away? Do you feel like giving that kind of advice? What do you think? 
Well, almost assuredly, in the end, Joe, it's going to bounce back. Yeah. Is this the bottom? Um, not so sure about that. Is it attractive? There's no question. There are a lot of companies that have come down significantly off of their all-time price highs over the last 12 months. Yeah. Still plenty of risk, right? Recession risk is real. Corporate profitability uh, degradation is real. So there's things out there that can give us some challenges still. But at the same time, is it a good time to put a shopping list together? I think absolutely yes. Nice. Appreciate you, Doug. Go and check out DougAdler.com, DougAdler.com. We'll have him on again. Well, we've had you on often. You've been ducking me for a long time, Doug. Let's stop that. Well, I tried to hide during bear markets, Joe. <laughs> I hear you. It's Doug Adler. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks a lot. Let's do it again soon. And we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate Doug Adler coming on, straighten out some things on the economy. Always awesome. Hopefully you got something out of that. I, I try to ask dumb guy questions because I'm kind of a dumb guy when it comes to uh, the economy. So um, I'm glad that Doug was able to answer a lot of what it was that I wanted to know. And hopefully it helped you guys out as well. Let me in the meantime talk about Super Beats. Super Beats are awesome. Old routines die hard. I get it. You used to get up in the morning having a bunch of coffee, maybe in the afternoon having some afternoon coffees as well. Maybe a sugary energy drink, maybe a soda, maybe just a sugary candy or something. Now stop. There's a healthier way to get the, the sustained energy that you need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. You unwrap a chew or two in the morning. They are in, incredible. They, they taste delicious, by the way. Non-GMO beets and grapeseed extract. And you're well on your way. Add it to your morning routine, and they're portable. Put them in the console of your car, in your pocket, your gym bag, your purse, whatever it is that you've got with you. Why not go in uh, and check it out? Again, the Super Beats Heart Shoes, they're made with grapeseed extract that promote heart-healthy energy, and normal blood pressure is part of a healthy lifestyle. You're going to love them. And again, I really like how they taste. And the energy is, is amazing. To get you started, got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com. Hurry up. It's their best offer available anywhere. It's JoeLovesBeats.com. It's the website they made just for you, up to 45% off right now. JoeLovesBeats.com. Make that happen. So I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing some of the, um, some of the other news stories about the good guy with the gun in Indiana. And one thing that the police chief actually said, and you may or may not have said this in the story here, I don't think the Fox News story had, actually I did the story, I don't think that it had it in there. The Greenwood Police Chief James Eisen said, the, um, many more people would have died last night if not for the responsible armed citizen who took action very quickly within the first two minutes of the shooting, said Chief Eisen at a Monday press conference in Greenwood, a South Indianapolis suburb of about 60,000 people. That should have been the headline, without a doubt, when the police chief himself said it. It's so stupid that it wasn't uh, the first thing that anybody said when reporting this story. 888-941-PAGS. Go to JoePags.com. Scroll to the bottom. Click on Contact. Send me an email. Back after this. This is the Joe Pags Show.